0: All right, we'll go ahead and get started, um, and whoever else is still coming can come in a little bit late. Um, so last week, we had our parent panel, um, and the week before that, we kind of talked about some biblical ideas for parenting and, and ways to share your faith with your kids. Um, last week, I really had intended for you guys to get more time to ask questions, um, so the next time we do this kind of class, will um, I'll ask fewer questions of my own and leave more time, but also. Um, feel free to talk to any of those couples. They all expressed to me afterwards that they'd love to talk more with people about um, any questions that they have. And all of them also kind of expressed before and after that they didn't feel like they were, like, experts on parenting or anything. Um, And that's not why um, they were chosen either. They were kind of just chosen because they are done with teenage parenting and are on to, like, having adult kids. So... Um, I figured that might be right right they survived (laughs) they're on the other side of the tunnel (laughs) they might be able to give some hope Um, so yeah and so this week um, is going to be a little bit different Um, and I don't I don't think I have anything like groundbreaking to share Um, but we're talking about like self care for parents or or, like caring for your own soul as a parent Um, and really I think this ties in well to what we talked about last week and the week before Um, like biblical parenting takes a lot of intentionality. And one of the ways that it requires intentionality is intentionality and taking care of your own spiritual walk, um, and just building that into kind of how you live your life. Um, so, um, one of the things that I, I pulled a lot of stuff, um, two weeks ago or whenever that was from a book called Owning Faith that was compiled by Dudley Chansey and Ron Bruner. Um, And it's about how you can share your faith to your kids as parents. Um, It's written largely by youth ministers um, for parents and for the reason that a lot of youth ministers for a long time have been feeling like we need to communicate more clearly that parents are the primary youth ministers for their kids. Um, Like you you guys are better equipped. um, You have more time, more opportunity to teach your kids about Jesus than those of us who are professionally in youth ministry, and so that's kind of where that was, and that's kind of what um, I want to encourage you with today. So a lot of this stuff is just like purely transposed from a class I went to that was for taking care of yourself as a youth minister, um, and and taught by a um, a counselor, um, a clinic like a licensed counselor um, who spends a lot of time working with um, ministers and other people who work um, with people and helping them to care for themselves. Um, some of you probably, you probably know him, Angela, his name's Steve Autry. Um, a few of you other people might know him as well. Um, so that's what a lot of this is going to be today. Um, and I just want to like, um, quantify it with, I don't know if that's qualify it with this. Someone later can tell me which one was the right one. Um, But I I understand how constant the call of parenthood is, and so some of the things that I'm going to suggest, I think, when you see it coming from a non-parent, are going to seem like, oh, he just has no idea, (laughs) you know, like when I say like take a day off, that might seem like "Um, I'm a parent. That's not a thing. (laughs) And so like I just want to like set the tone and saying like I get that I live with a parent and I sometimes have to kind of be more of a parent than I would like to be. Um, with my nephew, um, and I'm not always <laughs> super parenty. i I'm always very uncle-y. Um, yeah. But I, I see that, and I see I spend a lot of time with Brad and Taryn, and with some of you other parents, and I see that, like, even when you are spending time intentionally with your faith, you're still parenting. Um, and so, like, let me just clarify some of these things that, like, I'm not saying, like, a day off for you means you have to go, like, sit in a cave and, sing Gregorian chant or something, you know, like super spiritual, which that's not super spiritual. Um, um, But yeah, (laughs) it's not. That's a music history class for another time. But, um, so yeah, but I'm just like, like youth ministers need to be able to self-evaluate and see when like they're overextended because like being overextended means you're not effective in what you're trying to do anymore. Um, So just like youth ministers need that, I think parents need the ability to self-evaluate and see how they can change minor things to make life more connected to Jesus, right? Um, So that's kind of the goal um, with some of this stuff. Um, So just to start off, um, just a question for you guys. What refreshes you as a person? What kind of things ignite your spirit or... um, uh, inspire you? It's a very open question. Anything is okay. You looked like you wanted to say something. I was just going to say sitting in a (laughs) cave. Oh, thank you, Carla. (laughs) Perfect. Well, if you want to do that... (laughs)
1: Yeah, for some people it is. <laughs> uh,
0: what else? Yeah.
1: So it, it may not be the cave, but my car, I have a Keith Lancaster playlist on my phone and will pull it up. And if
2: I'm having a bad day or I'm frustrated with kids or just life, if I'm
1: just running an errand or whatever, just to listen to two or three songs and sing helps me refocus. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a quick a quick way. It's not like soul cleansing, but it is it is a quick way to like get centered. Yeah,
0: it's good. What else?
3: Reading.
0: Reading, good. Exercise. Exercise. Yeah, I was gonna say nature for me, like being outside, at all. (laughs) That's a good one. Anything else?
4: Conversation
0: with a couple of trusted people. Yeah. Same. Cool. So, just that's just to kind of get us starting to think about those things. So we're we're gonna kind of jump into some. Um, I just actually I don't remember exactly how I structured this. We'll get there. Got um, that. So. Um, Now that we've kind of got our minds in that mode, thinking of things that refresh you, I'm gonna kind of like go through some warning signs for like how you might be able to tell that you might be overextended or need some self-care. So um, warning signs, physical and emotional exhaustion, cynicism, ineffectiveness, um, which all internalize to produce demoralization, depersonalization, detachment, distancing, defeatism, and depression which I didn't come up with all of those D words, but I think it's cool that they're, all start with the same letter, so alliteration. Um, yeah, so all of these just kind of, just sort of warning signs of becoming exhausted as a person, like detaching from things, not caring as much about them. Pretty much we're all familiar with those, right? Are you more familiar with them in seeing them in other people or more familiar with them seeing them in yourself? Raise your hand if it's other, other people that you see them in more. Yeah, I'm with Seth. <laughs> I'm way better at seeing those things happening in other people. What about in yourself? Great. <laughs> That's good. That's a good thing, being able to see those things in yourself. Um, so there's also health manifestations of overexertion. And again, um, we'll get through this, and I'll ask you a question, and you'll probably I'll say yes. Um, physical, um, high blood pressure, digestive issues, et cetera, emotional stress, irritability, anger, anxiety, Uh, Mental, um, preoccupation, feeling overwhelmed, poor concentration, spiritual disappointment, loss, sin, addictions, um, feeling unfulfilled, um, and relational, uh, misunderstandings, broken trust, betrayal, conflicts, self-preservation. So with that said, how many of those symptoms seem like they're just like come with parenting? (laughs) <laughs> like that's what I would guess. It's like yeah, that's just what parenting looks like. Right? Um so but some of them I think I, I would I would suggest that maybe it doesn't always have to feel like that. It doesn't always have to be that way.
3: Yeah.
5: Now I know why I grow my
0: cave every day. So there you go. <laughs> go and see Gregorian chin. Perfect. It's for the high blood pressure, huh? Yeah, and so like also while we're on this slide. I just want you to take note of the five parts of you, physical, emotional, mental, spiritual, and relational. Those are all um, very important parts of who you are um, and taking care of yourself as a person. And so all of those symptoms that are, you know, the bad symptoms um, are things that are kind of, in my mind, interrelated and interconnected. Um, So that's kind of what we're talking about. A lot of self-care And like I said, soul care also, I think it looks like it's just self-care, but it really like it's, I'll I'll draw the connection a little bit later, but um, some of it just looks like, oh, you're just like taking care of yourself and not spending time with God. Um, But there's some really important ways that um, your spiritual life is affected by your physical, emotional, mental, and relational health and vice versa um, spiritual life is not a separate thing. It's a part of who you are. It's a part of who everyone is. Even people who don't have a faith that they, you know, can put into words. Um, all right. So creating a self-care plan. Um, like I said, again, (laughs) a lot of these seem like maybe difficult for parents. (laughs) First, good sleep hygiene. Um, anybody know what sleep hygiene is? So that's like not just sleeping the right number of hours, it's how you prepare yourself for sleep Mm -hmm. and sort of your routine of sleep. So um, getting to live with a four-year-old and not have to be in charge of him going to bed, I can see how, you know, like getting a a regular routine might be difficult, but still I think something to to consider looking towards. Um, Like if, if you get, if Malachi gets to bed at like eight most of the time, I think, right? Yeah, Okay um and so like if you if you if you want to go to bed at 9 you start your sleep hygiene cycle at 8:30 um you know and that's like whatever it is some for some people it's um like reading a book for some people it's like li- literally physically stretching um for others it's for me it's always been like playing my guitar <laughs> just sit and play my guitar and zone out <laughs> um clear everything out of my brain um but giving yourself a buffer between the day things and the night things and sleep. Um, So some of the things that are important with sleep hygiene is like avoiding um, stressful conversations right before you go to bed, including on text messages. So boundaries are important there. That's something that I struggle with. Like a teen texts me at 1230 at night and has a question or, or something or calls me even. I'll answer it and then I'll be stressed out for the rest of the night. Um, so that's important to have those boundaries, um, kind of just to give yourself a leg up exercise, um, is one of them just, and and that's not saying like you have to be able to run a marathon or anything. Like I got told by a doctor last week that I shouldn't run, like I should bike. That's a better activity for me. Um, thank you, Steve, (laughs) about to do a lot of that. So, um, yeah. And then eating well. So just, that's just like basically physically taking care of your body, um, that's how it starts. That's where self-care plan starts. Um, like I said, are these are these realistic possibilities for you guys as parents? Yeah.
1: I think there have been seasons in my life when I have been bitter towards my children because I could not do these things.
0: Right.
2: And I think that there's an importance of realizing that there are seasons of parenting when you do have a child that will not sleep. Yeah. And Understanding that God has an amazing power to sustain us. Yeah. Because I think sometimes we create this list and we're like, okay, so I didn't even get five hours of sleep. Yeah. Last night. I'm basically on my, you know, desk door doorstep because I'm I'm not getting good sleep. Well, sometimes that's just the way it goes, and it doesn't last forever. Yeah. And I think it's
1: important to guard our hearts against that bitterness.
0: Yeah. Definitely, and that's kind of like looking at this, it seems to me like it would be a difficult thing to be consistent on as a parent because as a a single guy who doesn't like have to do anything most of the time at night, it's difficult. (laughs) So yeah, Seth, did you have?
3: Yeah, so like currently for our family, the sleep hygiene, we kind of go a bit about the same time and kind of have our routine, that's fine. My kids sleep through the night
4: now. Huh? <laughs> the and exercise
3: so. sometimes is a little easier because my kids are doing sports and that kind of thing. But that has impacted number three a lot of times because you know, right yeah. now we don't have time, yeah. Chris has four nights a week of football practice. Yeah. So it's like, Oh, I didn't plan anything for dinner, what are we gonna do? You know. So we're eating at eight thirty, nine o'clock, you know, two or three nights a week instead of And so that has become a challenge. So a lot of times it changes from season to season as what, you know,
0: I can do two out of three. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I I relate to that too as, you know, like in the summers I eat garbage. (laughs) And I wish I didn't, but I do. Um, But I'm also twice as active in the summers as I am during the rest of the year. So, Um, yeah, seasons for sure. I think they're both right on.
1: To, it's good to realize that a season is only a time. Yeah. It, it's it's finite, and it will get better. At least one of the things. Yeah. Know, I know that, like you know, the first several few years of childhood, you know, your sleep hygiene is just out. The door. Yeah. I mean, it's just <laughs> out the door, it's gone. You know, it's, it's it's gone. And so I think it's good to realize that it, it you it will get better, and you know, it will change and grow and. Um, and there will be a time when you can do all the wonderful things. Yeah, and yeah.
0: That's, that's or maybe yeah. maybe it's like not an all or nothing thing too. Like, right, right, right. And this is just the first part of the self-care plan, but do one of them. Yeah.
1: I do. Um, Martha Wells said something one one time, and it has stuck with me so much. And she said, what good is a body if you don't wear it out for the Lord? Yeah. And I think
2: that's something to think about as parents too. Like, I'm not saying that we shouldn't do focus these things and try and get these things, but mm-hmm. at the end of the day, our bodies are to do God's service and wear out God's service.
0: Yeah. Mhm. Yeah, and keep doing the things even at, like if you if you can't do all these things, keep doing the good things that God calls you to and let that be part of your like self-care. Your and fast food. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ariel. <laughs> it uh,
2: requires tremendous self-control, which I think um, in our society we're not good at. And I also think it's something we want for our kids. Yeah. But then they go to bed and You know, you just sit on the couch, and you know it's not even good for you. Yeah. You're tired, but you keep watching the show. Yeah. Whatever. And it requires self-control. Yeah. And I also think we need to maybe lower our standards. I feel like I'm all those things. I'm like, hey, I'm about to have a newborn again. Like, this is, that's everything I'm going to feel. But just... Lowering our standards so you can actually achieve them. Yeah. Because we have, like, we set these goals and it's great for, like, three days. And then you're just like, I'm fine with how I am. And yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I guess it's good enough. Just starting with, shut the TV off. Yeah. 15 minutes before, you know, you want to go to bed. Yeah. And if you feel like 10 minutes of exercise, but you do it consistently. Yeah. And eating well requires planning a lot of times. Mm-hmm. And, and that takes self-control. And when you would rather do anything else, I would rather do anything than exercise right now. But yeah. you know, again, self control and lowering mm-hmm. we'll our standards so we can actually achieve them. Yeah. And um, I think it would have tremendous benefits. That's what I'm telling myself. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and I think part of self control is also establishing like, like, rules almost like rhythms that you do every day. Like one example, the Walker family. Um, most of you, I think, know them. Um, but they had this this practice that I thought was really cool. And, like, all of their phone chargers were in the bathroom. And at a certain time of night, they all just went and plugged in their phones and they stayed there. So they weren't, like, two inches away from your head where they, like, buzz and vibrate and ding all night long and, and wake you up. But they were, like, somewhere. And it was, like, a rhythm that they had where they just put them there And then we're done with the phones for the night. So that's like the kind of stuff that it takes to, I think, establish some of these things, like give yourself a better shot at some of them. You know, Um, there's, you know, your kids will always be the variable of like, you know, kid woke up and wanted to talk about the origin of stars or something um, at 1230. Um, So that's going to mess that up. But you can control like turning your TV off or or putting your phone somewhere else and, and deciding to check out of those things. Um, for, for Nathan and I, partially because of laziness and frugality and other things, but partially just because we want to be more intentional with our time with Malachi, he wants to be more intentional. Um, we don't have Wi-Fi or TV at our house, so it's really easy not to like, binge watch Netflix. <laughs> and it's also totally possible to survive in the modern world without Wi-Fi at your house. Um, yeah it's crazy you won't be able to have you won't be able to ask Siri questions all the time but or Google but yeah so just there's different things that you can do um, and also um, somebody mentioned something that I think it was maybe you Ariel but or maybe Seth but like as a family sometimes you can have good family sleep hygiene too um, and that can help you personally to be in a better place there so um how do these practices relate to being effective in sharing your faith with your kids? Any ideas? I kind of mentioned earlier, but um, I do think we, we frequently separate our spiritual well-being from um, the rest of who we are. And so we, we think that, and, and let me say that this, like spirituality sometimes is what gets us through the times when the rest of our life is in shambles. Um, um, and our like our spiritual health is what pulls us through times of emotional, mental, physical, um, and relational like turmoil. There's the word. Um, but I think sometimes we we think that it doesn't work the other way around too. Like sometimes our our lack of effort in caring for ourselves emotionally or relationally, like the, our our lack of choosing healthy relationships to be a part of um, definitely affects our spiritual life. Um, and I think we separate that out sometimes and say, well, spirituality is over here. Um, and I'll, I'll like deal with that over here, but it's not connected here. Um, but I think it is. And I think our kids are in tune with that in their own lives. And I think they're also aware of it in our lives as mentors and adults in their lives. They see like, it's so frustrating <laughs> to me. Like when the kids are like, Hey, what's wrong? And I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm doing great. Where this, this retreat's going so well. And they're like, yeah, but you're, something's wrong. And I'm like, ah, oh, come on. <laughs> you know? So that, so that stuff is, um, is pretty obvious to the kids, I think. Um, so that's kind of like just to like clarify why we're talking about things that don't seem spiritual. Yeah. I
4: think just taking apart the exercise portion of that and how that can be affected, uh, sharing the faith. Um, I, I kind of work with a few people that are at a CrossFit gym and one of the guys uh, is I think a youth minister or some uh, minister and he said once he started doing CrossFit with his kids, especially his teenage kids, mm-hmm. there's something about being really tired yeah. that puts you on the same level yeah. and you know there's a lot of physical lessons or I guess big lessons you can learn through the physical stuff. Paul talked about running races. And yeah. Uh, training your body and all that kind of stuff, and so there's those teaching moments that can happen, and I think they happen even better when your kids see you struggling through something, and Mm -hmm. they're struggling with it too. Um, So I don't know, that just struck me as a really powerful way to uh, spend time with the kids and, and then also have those teaching moments.
0: Yeah. Seth? Sorry, there's both sets. That's weird. This, uh, to sit okay. <laughs> <laughs>
3: One thing I feel is somewhat true in my life is when I'm worn out, whether it's from work, you know, stress or something like that, and I come home, every little thing seems to set me off a lot more. The um, kids go, "Hey, can we do this?" I'm like, ah, "I'm too tired. I don't feel." So if I was to take care of myself in some of those other areas better at times, I would have more for them because uh, I think it was your dad, actually I know it was your dad, told me one time, like, you're never, you're never going to hear somebody say, I'm kind of upset i spent so much time with my kids. And you start to realize how fast things go, I mean, as time goes on, I mean, I have a daughter in college now and... It wasn't that long ago, you know, mm-hmm. in my mind, that we didn't have any kids. Yeah. So it's like it it becomes harder and harder, and you know, you get older and things get you get more tired, or you can quit taking care of yourself as much as you like, and put things on hold. But eventually, you're not going to have that time to put them on hold. So it's like trying to make sure to engage with them. Like every day, he comes home and will say, How was work? And sometimes it's like, It was fine. Yeah. You know, (laughs) I don't want to talk about it, you know. And I don't know why he does that, but he does it every day. Mm -hmm. I would say, Every day. That's like his question, which is fine. You know, sometimes I give him a real answer, and and sometimes it's like, leave me alone. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, but, you know, at least he's trying to engage. I don't even know if he listens to my answers. I'm going to
0: try something this week. Yeah. <laughs> That's, good. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Other Seth. Um, um,
5: yeah. I was thinking about the idea of growth and mm-hmm. how you grow is you overcome obstacles. And... Revelation says that, and that's our whole faith of uh, Jesus Christ is overcoming sin through Jesus. And the idea, of whatever we plan or whatever we set as goals, like I mean, we could try to. These are it's good to have a plan. It's good to have plans and have all these goals set up, and just the realization that due to the law of economics, you cannot achieve all of them. Like there's just not enough time in the day if you try to set all these goals, and and to be okay with that. But the thing that you want to teach your kids is the parts of how you overcame obstacles to achieve something, because you'll, you'll, like all three areas you had, it's really difficult to just be super mom or dad in all three areas and just be like all great all the time. It's just not humanly possible. Um, And then just kind of sharing those with your kids to help them overcome whatever else have, and that's the growth and that's the faith that we just live out every day, because I feel that, like you said, I think a lot of times we have our spirituality separated from our daily walks and that it's not being spiritual doesn't mean being perfect mm-hmm. being spiritual means that you're recognizing your limitations and the st- situation that you're in, and overcoming those for the glory of God
0: right, yeah
1: Another thing I was thinking about you know, you have to eat, like your kids have to eat every day and they go to bed every day. And so that one of the things that we can do is put spiritual practices around those things that will happen. Yeah. Every day. So building that, building some spiritual practices into those routines is a, is a great way to incorporate your faith. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Because it will happen. And, and with like kind of combining all those, when, when you guys were all talking, I was thinking of Romans 12, um, and I was also trying to look up the Greek word to make sure I'm not making any mistakes, but um, yeah, anyways, when it, when it talks about in Romans 12, offering your body, it's not talking about your spirit, like it's not talking about your soul, it's talking about your body, <laughs> um, and I, like I did look that up now, it just says the physical nature, um, as distinguished from this other word, pneuma. I just read Greek. Yes.
5: <laughs>
0: um, yeah, which is your spirit. Um, and so like Paul is urging people that because of the sacrifice, you know, like to offer your body, your physical body um, in, in testament to God. Um, and I think that's what, what we see here. I think a lot of times the church has made this mistake of saying like, well, Sure, we have bodies and we have relationships and we have these emotional and mental needs, but we are a spirit. We are a spiritual being. Um, And that's only half true because you are also a physical being. Like God created us in the flesh and he gave us this beautiful gift um, of relationship and of emotions and of um, the ability to think um, and the ability to move. And I think if we don't use all of those um, gifts... to to please God and to show who God is to our kids, we're missing a lot of opportunities. Um, And that kind of like ties back at camp. We were talking about this theme of exile um, and how a lot of times we've thought, you know, the exile is earth and we're someday going to be taken to a different place. That's not here, but God has given us this beautiful promise that the things that we have here and now are things that can be used for his kingdom and are, intended to be used for his kingdom. And we can start living like that now. Um, And so instead of looking at our lives as like a waiting period before God like takes us somewhere better, if we look at our lives as an opportunity to live heaven here, um, I think our kids will see in the way that we live that it's different. Like we're not concerned with the same things. Like we look at You know, we look at a a scarce amount of food and we think, look at the ravens. You know, look at the flowers. They have enough. God's going to provide for us too. And so that's kind of like how a lot of this stuff ties in. Um, I kind of got off a rant there. Sorry. Um, Anyways, um, I have, I meant to hand these out beforehand, um, but I didn't. And I also didn't want to feel like I was forcing them on you. So if you don't want them, you can not have one. But pass those around. Um, These are little bookmarks I made for... A class I taught to high schoolers, actually middle schoolers too, um, on our area-wide retreat in March. Um, and so my topic, we were talking about different. We were talking about the spirit, which is ironic that we're talking about like holistic self-care here, but um, and the way the way the spirit works, and specifically and that we we're talking about spiritual. I was I was tasked with teaching spiritual disciplines. Um, and so I was trying to teach all 12 of these spiritual disciplines in like a one hour class which was really hard <laughs> but I made this bookmark with one like really quick explanations of different spiritual disciplines so that kids would have a better idea of how they can relate with God more than just sitting down and reading their Bible because for, for different people that's not the most effective way that they can um, practice spirituality or, or get close to God and so um, I want to just pass these out, just because I think for me it was helpful to realize, like, wait a minute, spirituality isn't just when I sit down and read my Bible and get some like, some like deep revelation from God. That's an important part of it for me too. Um, but sometimes for me it's like driving. Like this morning I woke up at um, Crags Campground up, up at Cameron Pass at six o'clock and I drove down, and it was great. And that was a spiritual moment for me because I was. The only car on the road, there were some deer and some moose and like, um, I got to watch the sunrise and I was practicing silence. Like I was not, um, I was not listening to anything. I wasn't, I wasn't saying anything. I was just silent, um, and contemplating my relationship with God. Um, and it took me, you know, 20 years before I realized like those kinds of things can also be devoted to God. Those kinds of things can be a part of my relationship with God. Um, and it just happened to like, it, it happened to be because I had to get back here to teach class, you know, like I would have just stayed up there and camped longer. But um, yeah, so there's this is just for you to take if, you, if you'd like um, as a way to kind of like open up your spiritual vocabulary and how you can relate to God. Um, there's four different categories on there too. There's um, inward, outward, and corporate disciplines. Um, and they're basically, there's three did I say four different categories? Upward. Yeah, there's, only three. there's only three. Yeah. <laughs> there is upward would make sense, but I think that's part of inward. Um, so yeah, there's four in each, um, and sort of just like <laughs> upwards may be a thing too, but I think that's what they're all supposed to be. <laughs> um, yeah. So, but some of them are, are are things that you need other people for. Some of them are things that you can do by yourself, um, and then some of them are, are the ways that you relate to other people. So. Um, And I think the teens really benefited from, like, learning more about how they can view their daily activities as an opportunity to relate to God. Um, So back to this thing. Um, And I want to give some time to talk about this, too. So we're going to probably go over like we do every week. Um, So let me back up. I don't know if I can back up. All right. All right. The next part of the self care plan that they said for youth ministers is establishing um, like certain like rhythms that help keep you connected to god and and help keep you refreshed basically um, and I think those I think these are going to relate really well for you guys as parents and as families um, and I think I would suggest some of these maybe you should consider for yourself how you can how you can incorporate these into your Um, into your schedule into your life and some of them i would say maybe consider um, more as a challenge for your family um, something that you can do together Um, so i'm i'm just listing out as i was journaling through this class i he was saying the different categories and i wrote down what i thought would be good for me um, and some of the things that i do Um, so i'm going to list out those and i'm going to ask you guys for your um, your thoughts on each of those after we get through those so um, daily journaling and silence Um, And that one, actually, like I used to be way better at that. But just at the end of the day, I used to write something um, and then spend some time in silence. Um, Or the silence is actually, I was telling Carla, is usually my drive home from work, um, which I do at least once, sometimes twice a day because I usually forget something at home. (laughs) Um, But that one, I just like turn off all the stuff and just it's a silent drive, which is a good way to multitask Um, weekly, a day off um or sabbath um i think i wrote sabbath because i think that'll help us um understand better what a day off means um so quarterly um a personal retreat um or like i I put some cheats for you guys in there family retreat maybe too um but for me like i just did that i just went and camped with my sister and some really good friends for like 30 hours so it was great um no, 36, yeah, about 36. <laughs> um, and then yearly um, vacation. And so these were all just like, this is what you as a youth minister should do to take care of yourself. Um, the weekly day off, um, something daily. He didn't, he didn't even give um, input on that. Um, personal retreat, quarterly, and then a yearly vacation. Um, and so those are things that like I am bad at. Um, Last year, I took a two-week vacation because the year before that, I didn't take any vacation. And the elders said, you have to take a vacation this year. I was like, you're right, I do. So um, this year, I'm planning a vacation already. I bought a ticket to a Cardinals versus Cubs game, like, September 27th. It's going to be awesome. They're, like, in the race. Oh, man. Yeah, it's exciting. Do you want to come? Yeah. I could probably buy another one. Um, yeah. All right. So all right, back on topic. I I do that sometimes. So welcome to what it's like to be in a teen class. Uh, I swear I'm teaching them stuff sometimes. Um, yeah. So, um, for these things, here's, here's some of my thoughts and I'll, 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 I'd love to hear your specific ideas so that you guys can kind of cross pollinate and, and get some more ideas for how you can do this. Um, but daily kind of things for parents like can you have five minutes to yourself to be intentional about prayer or something like that's that's one i would suggest maybe um and even like for for my brother like if if it's taking the other parent or for me being the uncle like hey can you watch malachi while i go do this thing hey can you keep an eye on the kids i need to go spend my time um weekly, a day off or a Sabbath. I read this awesome article that I meant to print off and give to you, but I didn't. Um, and I'll find it sometime and maybe email it out, but it's about a family who decided that they were, um, they were out of sync with each other. And so they decided that they were going to do Sabbath together. Um, it doesn't have to be Saturday. Um, like We could get into, like, Jesus dying so that we don't have to live under the old law or something. But anyways, (laughs) any day that you can spend intentionally devoted to God. um, And basically how Sabbath works is, like, you don't have to not cook. You don't have to not garden. Just don't do anything that has to be done. Like, if there's stuff that has to be done and needs to be checked off the list, that's off-limits for Sabbath, right? So, like, your family together doing things that you enjoy – And doing things that bring you closer together um, and and help you guys feel connected to God and relaxed. And maybe it is like, we need to mow the lawn, so we're going to do that together. And maybe that does both. Like, it checks something off the list and also helps you relax. (laughs) Um, For some of you who like to check things off the list to relax. (laughs) Um, Yeah, yeah, but like, specifically, like, um, it's, it's time to vote devoted to being together and being with God. Um, and so that's a thing, like for me, my, my day off looks a lot like me having, like a lot of times when I need to actually take a day off, I drive into the Canyon because nobody can call me in the Canyon. Um, and, and that works for me. And, and it might not work that way for, for you guys as parents, but a, as a family, what can you do to kind of like um, create a sacred time um, or a day together? Um, and, and that may mean leaving something undone that that somebody expects of you or something like that but time together um quarterly um i think camping's great you know i also think like if you need a way to do something cheap as a family because i understand financial is what these last two things are probably the biggest barriers is financial um for families so um i can get pretty good rates at snowy mountain lodge if you want to go spend a couple days there um as a family um on your personal retreat or something like that skiing Um, That's a great winter activity Um, and other things like that, but um, doing consistent things where you're as a family doing something or um, as a couple, you know, maybe you get someone to watch your kids. I'm not volunteering, but look at all these people in here. (laughs) They all know how to parent. They can probably take your kids. Um, So and then yearly vacation stuff. um, That's something that I imagine is easy to neglect once you're in the thick of parenting. Um, because it takes some planning and it takes some effort, um, and it is expensive sometimes. Um, but there's there's ways to vacation that are cheaper. Like we we live pretty close to Yellowstone and to um, Grand Teton and all these really cool national parks. Also, there's ones in Colorado. But
5: or if anyone wants to go Glendo, we'll some Glendo.
0: yeah, <laughs> that's and that's all like really <laughs> great stuff. That as a family, I think camping is the cheapest way you can vacation. Um, and so you know just. Um, and also, like, I wrote tabernacles. I didn't explain that before. Tabernacles, I wrote next to that because of the fe- the Feast of Tabernacles, which is my favorite feast in the Old Testament, um, where God called Israel to live in, like, little shacks for a week, like, stop living in the houses and remember what it was like when, I w- when we were so close, when you were just living in a tent, and I was living in a tent um, in the wilderness. Um, and during that time, they were supposed to read the entire... Tor- what were they supposed to read, Brad? Sabernacles. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm pretty, sure, I'm pretty sure when it was written in, in Deuteronomy, they were supposed to read the law, and then later on the tradition became one of the w- wisdom books. What was it? Someone say something? Okay, all right. Anyways, so with those ones, just open it up for the next five minutes or so. Do you guys have any ideas for daily, weekly, quarterly, or annual things that you can add to your personal and family self-care plan? Yes.
1: Well, I, I bought uh, a nice little whiteboard and put it on my refrigerator and I haven't started it yet, but our lives been a little crazy. Yeah. But um, uh, I want to do like a gratitude kind of journal yeah. each evening with our whole family where we each write something yeah. on the board, or at least once once a day write something we're grateful for. Yeah. It can be really easy when you're going through a hard time to not be grateful.
0: Yeah. Or when you're not, yeah. really something we need to work on. Man, and, and that's like a perfect way for you to like, as an individual and as a family, do that together. Because your kids need it too. So, yeah, great. Yep.
2: I think, bringing it back to the technology, I think this is when as adults, we fall prey to Instagram. Yeah. And like, if, if I can't do a fancy beach vacation or we can't go to Disney World, or it's like, those are our only options for a vacation. So we either have to go into debt, or we don't go. And I think, again, lowering your standards and doing what really works for your family, because what's important is that you go. And um, one thing my family, I mean, my dad was a preacher. He hardly made any money. But um, family camps, a lot of them have a cap on how much they'll make you pay. Yeah. And it includes meals, and it includes housing for a week. Um, we got pregnant again, so we probably won't go for a couple of years. but. <laughs> um,
0: that there's happen? a family Just camp kidding. that I grew up going to. I not <couldn't> ask Jason. <laughs> we grew up going to for like over a
2: decade, and um, it was amazing. And we actually went this year because we, we committed to going. Yeah. Anyway, but when we go in a couple of years, it's probably something we'll reach out to people so that yeah. if there's a group from here that want to go, it's outside Yellowstone, fly fishing is fantastic. Mm. I mean, so is the camp and the speaking and stuff. But it kind of, it does all of that. There's the spiritual fulfillment, and there's tons of free time as a family with tons of activities. Yeah. And there is a cap. So, again, I think lowering our standards so that we actually do it and yeah. don't give into. but it's not as good as when. Because our kids will pick up on that too, I think. Mm-hmm. That if we don't think it's good enough, then they're going to have that discontent that they, it needs to be more.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. <clears throat> well, in
3: 2013... Our whole family went to camp you know, down at Deer Creek in David. And it was one of the best weeks of my life that I could think of. I mean, it was just really nice. Um, so every year we were kind of like, oh, we're going to do it next year. We'll do it next year, you know. And we kept dropping the kids off at camp and, like, you know, tears them down your face. Not because your
5: kids are gone for a week, because that's great. But just because it's like, oh, i got to go back to work
3: and everything else. Yeah. So this year, we made it happen, mm-hmm. you know, and it's financially, it's hard because I don't get paid to not be at work at all. <laughs> you know, yeah. like so, some people still get paid because their salary's but I don't. So, I mean, you know, it's a big sacrifice on that point, but, you know, being shoved into a sardine can with you know, <laughs> 11, 11, third and fourth grade boys isn't some people's idea of great. But I loved it, mm-hmm. you know. And I loved the worship, and I loved being around my family. I loved not having anybody to, you know. As far as like communication, sometimes it's hard with the outside world because you don't know what's going on and everything else. But yeah. you know, it was just nice to be away and be around friends and not have to deal with you know all the stuff. Right. And we. My family never really went on a lot of vacations. I've been to Yellowstone twice, that's about it. Mm -hmm. You know, (laughs) never been to Disneyland, never, you know, I mean, all that kind of stuff. And so it was like that wasn't the norm for me. And sometimes my kids have like this envy of, you know, they went to Florida every spring break or they do this or that. You know, it's like, well, (laughs) you know, that costs money that we don't have. Yeah. Because that's just the way it is. And so being able to do that kind of stuff. And, you know, we go camping every 10 years, it seems like, and, <laughs> and then I remind myself of why we go camping
5: well.
0: But,
3: you know, I mean, just getting out and doing that kind of stuff. They're comfortable out doing that, where some people can't handle it because they can't you know, take a shower every 10 minutes or whatever. Yeah. And they're fine with that, you know, mm-hmm. and getting them to, you know, maybe when they're old and gone, they'll go to Florida for every spring break. Yeah, maybe not. They may go up to Breckenridge for a two day weekend. Yeah, you know, stay in a hotel one day and just mess around in Breckenridge because we do that kind of stuff. We try, you know, yeah. day in Estes. You know, what I mean,
0: yeah, and I think I think kind of what you both have mentioned, like re like redefining what vacation has to be. Like, um, if you take out 1998 to 2001 from my life. The number of times that my family got on an airplane and stayed at a resort for vacation was once (laughs) Um, and that was like when i was 18 like we went to mexico all five of us and were there for a week on spring break or something the rest of it was like in summer we would drive somewhere you know and it'd be somewhere not that far away or oklahoma which is kind of a terrible place to vacation (laughs) Um, but my uncle had a pool so it was all right and they had frogs in it sometimes so
5: um
0: yeah but like that's that's sort of like kind of changing your changing your mindset because a lot of like and I remember that as a kid like I had friends in first and second grade who were telling me about getting on a jumbo jet to fly to Hawaii and I was like that sounds really cool what's a Hawaii you know Um, so but like being like being okay with as a family like what you can do, like knowing, knowing what's realistic for your family and, and being all right with that being a vacation. And by the way, I like some of my best memories are from some of the road trips that we had um, on our vacations, and they were not expensive that I, I don't think, you know, more expensive than I would spend on a vacation for myself, but not expensive for a family of five. So yeah, that's definitely a good thing. Any other thoughts for these before we wrap up? Yes.
1: Um, I appreciate what somebody said about our attitude is so powerful. Yeah. Like we're like... Awesome, so mm-hmm. all together, and that just sets the mood for everyone. Yeah. If we're like, oh well, this isn't what we had in mind, and that's just gonna bring everybody down. Yeah. And we have so much power. Yeah. And influence over our kids. Absolutely. And, I mean, I remember because some of my worst memories is when everything was stressful. It could be the best vacation, yeah. Be the best location, whatever, but everybody was stressed out. Yeah. You know, and trying to work everything out. That was not fun. Right. So it was like we were all just on this road trip and singing songs together. Yeah. Just whatever was the memories was mm-hmm. good memories, just the good feelings I got from my parents, that, yeah. that's what made the biggest impact was the, you know. Yeah,
0: their, and, like, the way they yeah, set it up. the way that
1: they...
0: And that, like, yeah. I can attest to that just, like, from my experience. Last year at CASA, um, we were doing this work project. Some people got assigned to cool things like taking care of cute little children. And I got assigned with my group of, like, three or four girls who were on my work group to go to the dump. <laughs> and I was like, oh, man, I... I really don't want to go to the dump, but I was like, I have to make sure that they don't hate this. And so I hyped it up like, like I've never hyped anything up in my life. <laughs> I was like, guys, we're gonna to go to the dump. It's gonna be awesome. And we got there and found out that the dump was on fire. Um, so like there's smoke and like you're smelling all this, like like when all this stuff is burning. Yeah, so, um, so it was like terrible. It's maybe the worst place I've ever been. But I was so like I was so intent on making sure that that was a good experience for those girls that I just like kept going on like, like pointing out how awesome it was that we got to go to the fire dump and Jamie Richter drew a map and they made a song and like, we got back and the like the kids that were in charge of like taking care of babies and stuff were like oh man I wish I got to go to the dump you know like like it does you can take kids to a dump and they'll love it if you are intentional about how you talk about it so yeah great point any all right i'll I'll just wrap us up because um i think i need to go to worship but (laughs) anyways yeah so thank you guys so much for being here for this um quarter i've really enjoyed these conversations um looking forward to having a lot of your kids in the youth group currently and in the future so thank you we'll be done